You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Be sure to follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find out more about Dr. Michelle at drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com. Here now is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, and I'm so thrilled that you're joining me again today. I promise you, dads, you're going to be glad you tuned in. So wait for it, and I'm going to tell you what the theme is today. As you know, every week I use the phrase, on your mark, get set, go. So dads, picture yourselves standing side by side each other, getting ready to run your fathering race this week, and I'm on the sidelines as your coach saying, on your mark, get set, Go. On your mark is the topic or the theme. Get set is filling that in with stories and stats. And go is always your action step so that you can put your love for your daughters and your sons into action this week. Well, today I've got a guest coach joining me who has become a new friend. His name is Dr. Bob Record. He's the founder of Total Life Impact Ministries, Inc., an organization that helps people live life to the fullest. He's a conference speaker. He does training, motivational speaking, provides other resources. This is a guy, more importantly, men, who walks his talk. I've gotten to know him. That's why I'm so excited for you to be able to glean from his wisdom today. So before founding Total Life Impact Ministries, he was the president and CEO of Hope for the Heart, which is a worldwide biblical caregiving, coaching, and counseling ministry. Woohoo! He's a man after my own heart there. Dr. Bob is also the author of 10 books, with the most recent book being called Ending the Cycle of Father Wounds. He's been married to his wife, Cheryl, for over 49 years and is the father of three children and a grandfather of seven. So welcome today, Dr. Bob Record. Oh, thanks, Michelle. It's great to be with you and with all the people who are joining us and especially in my heart are the men. Oh, there you go. I'm, I'm with you in that one, my friend. And here we are at NRB, yeah. National Religious Broadcasters <laughs> Convention. So they're right. going to hear noise in the background, aren't oh, they? Oh, sure. Yeah. But we're yeah. keeping it real, and we, we're just excited that we can join together as kindred spirits. Absolutely. Right, who really want to invest in the hearts of it. men. So let me give the whole title of your book here for the Get Set, because I'm titling today's interview, Ending the Cycle of Father Wounds. Mm-hmm. That is actually the title of your book, right. Hope for Healing and Preventing Infections Caused by Relational Wounds. Super creative title. I've never Thank heard you. that thought of infections, yep. right, which goes with wounds. Yep. But today we're going to talk about how men can look at the things that are there, Good. knowing it isn't going to eat them alive, nope. and then have some pathways from you speaking right to their heart. Because truth be told, I think a lot of men have a stigma about going to counseling. Absolutely. Right? And a lot of men have told me I don't like reading books. <laughs> I'll listen to a podcast or something. <laughs> yep. So we're bringing it to them so they don't have to go looking for a pathway right. to address their own father wounds. So I would just love to begin by asking you, Bob, to share a little bit of your story that led you to write this book and address this issue of father wounds. Okay. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's an honor to be with you. And the joy and exuberance you bring just fills up the room. <laughs> There are two parts of how I would respond to your question. Number one, uh, I've spoken to over 300,000 men in the last 15 years. Wow. And as I did, I kept seeing them bring baggage. And they admittedly 
mm-hmm. uh, owned up to bringing baggage. And I thought, where's it all coming from? So I began to ask questions because I learn a lot when I ask questions. And then it narrowed down to one question. Here was the question. How many of you, whether the crowd was 100 or 10,000 plus, okay. how many of you grew up with a dad, a stepdad, a father figure, an adopted dad who did three things? Regularly told, they, told you they loved you, and that meant unconditionally. Mm-hmm. That they were proud of you. That's not number for two. How, yeah, that's number two. Uh-huh. For how you, perf- not how you performed, like athletically or academically, but for who you were. Mm-hmm. That's why they were proud of you. And number three, they regularly worked hard at attending events that were important to you as you're growing up, as the child, the adolescent, rather than just enjoyable or comfortable for them. Here was the staggering thing. Of all those I asked that, it was never higher in a positive response than 35% of the men present. Mm. That meant 65% minimum, minimum said, I can't say that. Yeah, I cannot yeah. say that. Now, add that to the fact that when I was being carried in a womb, my mom's health began to go downhill. And she was quietly told by some friends that you shouldn't take this baby to term because it'll endanger you. Why don't you just get rid of the baby? Mm -hmm. But she, not having ever finished high school, thought, no, only God has the right to give and take life. Go, mama. I'm going to take, yeah, boy, I'm going to take this child to its termination. And I was born. That cost her a lot, Michelle, because 11 Mm -hmm. months later she died. That left me with an alcoholic dad and a brother a year and a two months older than me and one about two and a half years older than me. He didn't know what to do with us. More than that, he didn't know that he even wanted us. So mm-hmm. we started being thrown from place to place, house to house, until he would get guilty. He'd bring us back in. And that went on and on and went from bad to hell. Later, I would get adopted. And it's easy to think, wow, great, that's what an ending. Yay. Well, except my adopted dad came from a very dysfunctional background. He was an illegitimate child from a statutory rape, 45-year-old man with a 15-year-old girl. Wow. And she didn't know what to do with the baby. She gave the baby to her mother and alcoholic dad. That's how he was raised. They were constantly at war. He was forced to live in a barn. He was in a gang by the time he was 13 because if you can't find family and belonging yeah. at home, yeah. you'll find it somewhere. Guess what else, Bob? My dad was in gangs in Chicago, South Side, at the age of 12. Very similar kind of train wreck of different dads in and out, didn't belong. Same here. Survival of the fittest, really. Yeah, exactly. So he gets into a gang. He gets in a fight and stabbed critically by the time he's 16. He falls in love with this very strict, raised Christian girl. They run away and get married, and now they're my mom and dad adopted. So you think, what sounded so good suddenly took a train wreck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That's where I was. And having learned that there were father wounds both from biological dad and adopted uh-huh. dad and understanding so many guys who said there was a time in my life where the relationship with my dad, my stepdad, my uh, adopted dad, my father figure got strained, went off the mm-hmm. trail, uh, just didn't work, or... He wasn't even there. Yeah. I realized yeah. exactly what they were talking about. So what would you say? Thank you for sharing your story, yeah. Bob. But what would you say to men like you that say, 
okay, the past is the past. That's the hand I was dealt. Now I'm just going to commit to following Jesus. I'm going to do it different. You know, they, I think, misquote Philippians 4. Forget what lies behind. Let's just reach forward to what lies ahead. But maybe they're aware that there's stuff, but they don't really want to go there. Yeah. And that's a typical response of a guy. And here's what I would say. You're past is your past in the sense that they were the cards you were dealt. The question is, what are you going to do with the cards? And therefore, you can either say, I'm just going to keep them in the past and not deal with them. And therefore, here's what happens. You become a victim. You inevitably become a victim. Or you can say, I'm going to address them, face them, and I'm going to be a a victor on this. And you're going to move forward because you can't move forward positively into the future if you haven't addressed the past. You can't. You you know what? I love that you just brought up the words past and future. I would even say your past is your present when you're triggered and responding in, in, I would say, disproportionate ways to the situation, right? I would say on a zero to 10 scale, if you respond just like that at an eight, nine or 10, it's always old stuff. So in the moment, it feels like it's everybody else's problem. It does. But it's yours, right? That's right. It's what's going on with you. Yeah. And that's why I called it ending the cycle of father wounds because Your past being your present is because you carried it right into the present, and it's now affecting not only you, but your wife, your kids, ultimately Mm -hmm. your grandkids. And if you don't address it, it will keep on having collateral damage. Exactly. And that's what I would encourage dads to hear what Bob is saying is if you think you don't have any father (laughs) wounds that are affecting your present— it's a brave question to ask, right. but you could ask some of the people closest to you, do you see so anything true. in me that, that you would say feels like old stuff? Yeah. Because I want you to now talk, Bob, about what was it then that brought your past into the present for you to actually start looking at it and dealing with it? Yeah, great question, Michelle. It was coming face-to-face with the fact that some of the very things I saw my dad do and said, I'll never do that. Mm-hmm. I'll never have that happen in my life. Is the very things I found myself doing or uh, not doing. Come on. Because here's the issue about a wound. A wound is a hurt and a wound to the soul and the heart of a child or adolescent done by a father or a father figure. Now listen to this, man. By what you do, by what you say. Are you ready for this one? By what you do don't do. So I hear a lot of kids say to me, not just that my dad abused me verbally or physically, he was never there, he was gone. I hear a lot of kids say, he was there, he just wasn't engaged. Mm -hmm. I had no part of him. And the hole in my heart is in the shape of my dad. I hear that a lot. And not just the aggressive stuff, it's the stuff of just not doing, yeah. not engaged, yeah. not focused, not looking in the eye when the child wants to talk to you. And that is the entry to the fuel tank of their emotions. Yeah. And if you don't look them in the eye, oh man. You know, I love that you brought that up because my mentor of over 20 years, has said, he calls them A and B traumas. 
Mm. And that B stands for bad things. And yes. it's easy to put a finger on those. That's Absolutely the wound. Yeah. But what he says is A is the absence of good things. That's right. And he said the absences are oftentimes more significant because you can't put a finger on it or you don't have That's the right. voice for it. Right. And so we're going to take a quick break. And when we come Great. back, Dr. Bob, what I would love you to do is to tell dads how they could do a self-assessment. If that isn't their wiring to look mm-hmm. within themselves on their own, yeah, exactly. they could take a kind of test, if you will, Super. to look at themselves. Does that sound good? That okay. sounds great. We'll be back in a moment. Thanks. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So, to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Okay, welcome back. We're having a conversation here with Dr. Bob Record, author of a phenomenal book, Ending the Cycle of Father Wounds. And today, that's exactly what we're talking about, is if you're a dad that says, I don't really want to look back. Mm -hmm. I just want to press forward to what lies ahead. Would you tell them about this awesome father wound assessment you have in your book? Absolutely, Michelle. Here's what I hear a lot of dads say, but I've got so much on my plate, my job, my responsibilities, travel, issues that I've got to deal with and keeping the house up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't have time. If I had this on my plate, I'll just crack. Well, we tried to make it uh, helpful to you. I have a great friend who's over 35,000 hours of helping people through issues, just like you do, Michelle, so beautifully, that trip them up easily. And he worked with me on a few things in this book. One of them was a self-assessment tool so that anybody in 10 minutes, anywhere, under any conditions, can see, is it likely that I may have some father wound damage and hurt in my life? Mm -hmm. And starting yesterday, we launched a brand new website that has this for free. Okay. So that if you go to www.mynamebobrecord, that's B-O-B-R-E-C-C-O-R-D.com. And the reason that I say CC is because record is usually spelled with one. Right, right. But since my ancestors must have stuttered, <laughs> it's R-E-C-C-O-R-D. So www.bobrecord.com. And on uh, chapter three in the book, mm-hmm. we have this assessment tool. Page that, 18. Yep, page 18. <laughs> thank you. But you can go on the website right on the front homepage. You see a picture of the book. And it says... Here is the assessment tool. You click on where it says uh, self-assessment tool. You have a PDF that is made available to you. You can download it on any printer and take it right there with a pen, pencil, mascara, lipstick, whatever you've got. (laughs) And it will tell you how to assess it once you have answered all the questions, which will take you only 10 minutes. Then you score it. Then you take a look at your score 
And it says, if this is your score, you were probably blessed and you likely don't have many wounds. Mm -hmm. so therefore, you ought to run to your dad and say, thank you. Yeah. But if you have these scores and it's in graduated levels, you either have the likelihood of some slight wound all the way to you may be very wounded deeply. Yeah, like hemorrhaging. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. And so it is not a, a infallible tool, Michelle. Mm -hmm. It is not a perfect tool. It's like any yeah. doctor's instruments. They are the best they can be in giving indications yeah. of what needs attention. So because you men know, I imagine many of you have sports injuries, you can't do treatment until right. you have a diagnosis. That's exactly right. And so maybe this is a new languaging for you as dads to say, yeah. okay, I never talk about my wounds. Yeah. Right? I'm a big right. boy. I just yeah. want to move Suck on. Suck it up. Yeah. But I hope that you're hearing what Dr. Bob is saying and that I'm saying from our hearts to yours is men, we want you to be the hero you need to be and want to be and that your kids That's need you right. to be your wife, even in ex-wife yep. wants you to be a great dad exactly. most of the time. That's I mean, I so would true. hope at the end of the day so that would be our common goal. Yeah. And so, man, this isn't saying we're judging you or, or focused on something you don't want to look at. We're inviting you into a process of healing right. that begins first with assessment. So Where true. do they go next then? Well, I want to say one thing that compares and comes alongside what you just said, men. What do you do every 5,000 miles with your vehicle? You tune it up. You, you give it care. You change the oil. You lube it. That's exactly what we need to be doing with our life to make sure we're operating at maximum effectiveness and avoiding major breakdowns. So that's all this is. Or when you change the filters in your furnace and air conditioning yeah. units at home, same thing. Right. So once you say, okay, I admit, there were some hurts, wounds, disappointments, strains. There were distances between me and my dad, my stepdad, my father figure. Where do you go from there? Well, then you've got to say, okay, is the gain greater than the pain? I well, saw that quote in your book. Actually, that was one of my favorites. Yeah. Ask yourself, is the pain greater than the gain? Yeah, that's another way to put it. Right. And a lot of men wouldn't say that? Well, a lot of men just don't want to go back in the pain. They say, ah, it's back there. Leave it alone. Here's the thing. Time will end all what? Wounds. So they say. So they say. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not true. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. And as a result, time will he uh, heal those wounds only if the time is used very constructively mm -hmm. to address what caused the wounds to begin with. Well, we know that there's a quote that says, what you don't feel can't heal. What That's would you great. say to the dad that says, okay, my plate is so full. Like, you two doctors, you two shrinks don't get it. I have no margin mm -hmm. to focus and feel. Yeah. I really don't. And they're saying, my plate is so full, stuff's falling off of it. How do you actually begin to do this work at that level when you don't really have a margin yeah. to, quote, That's go a there? Great question. Men tend to think, here's the task, here's the job, I got to get it done in a hurry. It's how we're built. Man, what I would say to you is in order to begin the journey, and please hear me say that, it's a journey, it's a process. In order to begin the journey and process of making things right that were wrong in the past, it is one step at a time, it's one day at a time, and you don't have to do everything today or tomorrow or this week or this month. The key is, are you getting started and are you ready and willing to take 
successive steps because that's the key. You're not going to address it or even attempt to try to address it. It won't work to get it done overnight or in a month. Well, you know how we talked at the beginning, Baba, about how we love practical action steps. You, in your book, talk about something that in coordinating with Dr. Rick, that it was something about three by five cards that helped you begin to process. I'd love to hear you share more about that. Well, one of the things that can help in putting the past in perspective is to get three by five cards, if you prefer a tablet of paper, that's okay. But three by five cards make it easy and it's one issue at a time. And go back and think, what are some of the really good things I'm thankful for with my dad? And what were some good Uh, things that he did for me, to me, that I can be thankful for. Now, some will say, my dad didn't do anything good for me. Well, I beg to differ. Let me just back up. Do you like breathing? If you do, your dad had a hand in your ability to breathe because he's part of what gave you life. So there's a point you can say, I'm thankful he gave me the life. Now, what I do with it is my choice. And let me remind you also, man, life is God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift to him. And that's a really important point. I took those cards and I began to put those things that I was thankful for. For instance, though my dad was not emotionally engaged with me, my adopted dad, Michelle, Mm -hmm. he worked, 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 provide, provide, provide. I was the first one ever in my lineage to go to college from the family I was adopted into ever because my dad worked so hard. But my dad thought he showed his love to me by providing and working hard. I think a lot of men, oh, a lot that of men. has been their main That's primary right. goal. That's right. And what kids want is they appreciate the provision, but they want the engagement. Yeah. They need the touch. They need the, I love you so much. They need the, I am so proud of you for who you are. I am so looking forward to what you're going to become. So... What I would say to you guys is go back and list some of those things that you can be thankful for on each card. And even if it's only two or three. So like you put one thing on one card. One thing on one card. Then go to. Negative and positive. That's right. Another card and start listing the things you wish had been different. What were some things your dad said to you that are etched in your memory that you wish he hadn't have said? What are some things that he made comments about that uh, hurt you and wounded you. I hear dad saying things like, how could you be so stupid? Why aren't you more like your brother or your sister? You'll never amount to much. You see, those kind of things leave deep wounds in the heart and soul of a child. So if you remember those kind of things, put one on each card and build it so that However many it is for you, you have a few at least that you're thankful for, but you also have some things listed that you feel were hurts and wounds to you. Because here's what a wound is, Michelle. A Mm. wound is no different than a physical wound when you think about a wound relationally. I was just going to bring that up. I love that you are just addressing that. Well, a physical wound breaches the skin and surface. It damages the tissue underneath. And if not cared for and repaired, leads to infection. The subtitle of the book. Yes. So relationally, a wound is something said, done, not done, that pierces the surface of a relationship Mm -hmm. 
then it damages the tissue underneath. What's the damage? What is the tissue? It is trust, love, adequacy, security. Those things get damaged. They get hurt. And if they're not repaired, infection starts that down the road Mm -hmm. just continues to grow and spread. You know, I just want to springboard off of something Mm -hmm. you're saying because I... I just remembered that years ago, I'm saying this was probably 25 years ago, I was doing a similar thing with, yeah. I have a lot of grandfather wounds. Okay. I have father wounds. Who of us doesn't? Yeah, yeah. Because no father's perfect. But it's on a continuum, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I had more from my grandfather, my mm. maternal grandfather, that came in, in the area of sexual abuse. Okay. So in my mind, he was a pervert. I had anger toward him that shaped my view of God as a father unconsciously because I'm a pastor's daughter, a Bible college grad, but it was very unconscious that I had this resistance to God as a father Mm -hmm. and, and men issues. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So these memories started coming back of abuse and I'm in counseling and dealing with them. I now am so grateful I did that work. It was not pleasant at the time, yeah, but it's true. worth it in the end to it clean is. this out. But I did an exercise where I was challenged to put three positive and three negative things about both of my parents and Great then each of their parents. Now, I had nothing positive about my grandfather ever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I still remember to this day the three positives I wrote down that were more than just that he breathed. Yeah. Gave, you know, that <laughs> breath was passed down. The first one was that he was a hard worker. He was mm-hmm. a Minnesotan farmer, mm-hmm. all, all weather conditions. Number two, he stayed married to my grandma. Now, really dysfunctional relationship, right. I'm not going to lie. Right. But still. But they stayed married. He set a precedence yeah. of staying committed in marriage. Right. And number three, though it was very warped and hyper dysfunctional, he did claim to be a follower of Jesus. Mm. Okay? And that was passed down. Look at I have not forgotten that exercise See, in one day yeah. that stayed. And yeah. you know what happened when I was able to do that? Is that process of forgiveness, right. which truth be told, I did my doctoral dissertation on the topic of forgiveness. Like I've bathed in that. Oh boy. And my favorite words are letting go. It means that you let go because so the wound can't heal if you one haven't a addressed it and assessed it. That's right. But then you're talking about a practical way. And men, I want to say this now from from a woman to your heart, is when you put something on a three by five card, it gets out of you. It gets out in front of you instead of just sometimes being like on a hamster wheel inside that goes around and around. And and I imagine that some of the times when your buttons get pushed, that Mm -hmm. eight, nine or 10, it's because of what Dr. Bob just said, is if you got a message you're stupid. You can't ever get anything right. right. And I talk to dads of daughters a lot. Yeah. So your daughter hits 13, 14 and says, no, I am not going to do what you say. You don't even know anything, dad. You're stupid. Your button gets pushed. Yep, exactly. Your daughter has no any, not only no knowledge right. of your wound, but she doesn't have anything to do with it. And so then it's, you're getting activated in the present because your past exactly. isn't healed. And so I don't want to steal your thunder, no, Bob, but what it. I want to say is for this next step, men, mm-hmm. is I was able to literally do a part yeah. of the process. Right. I'm glad you said that earlier. It's not That's a right. one and done. Not at all. Of letting go of my anger and hurt yeah. from my grandfather. It was a long right. process. And then begin, as that was released, right. 
to come up with, say, God, reveal your truth to me about me. Right. Because some of those lies about I'm damaged goods, I'm not worth being treasured, True. even though I was loving Jesus and a pastor's daughter and all, deep inside, yeah. I was drawn to an abuser yeah. for two years that I dated yeah. in my 20s. Wow. Because the deep wounds, those lies mm-hmm. that are embedded in the root, mm-hmm. in those wounds felt more true and believable exactly right. than the truth. Yeah. So I know we're, oh my goodness, we're, we're running out of time. What would you tell the dad who's getting his buttons pushed often right now with his kids? They're at that stage where they push back, argue, dad doesn't know anything and he's getting his buttons pushed and and doesn't want to be that dad that maybe his dad was what would you say to him right i've got a guy i'm uh mentoring right now who's got that very challenging he's an executive and he's doing well in life but his get his buttons get pushed and he loses his temper so i ask him tell me what goes on when this happens well, my kids push the buttons and I just, I can't control it. I, I say it before I even know what I'm doing. I say, well, let me ask you a quick question. You say you can't control it. At work, when somebody you have a great disagreement with or a boss lets you down or a colleague blindsides you, what do you do at work? He got real quiet and he said, uh, uh, I, I control it. I mean, if I let it go there, I'll get in trouble. I or said, lose oh, my job. Exactly. Yeah. So what you're telling me is you can control it at work, but you choose not to control it at home. And yet these are the very people who live with you and love you. Do you see a difference between can't and won't? And he got real silent and he started to weep, guys. Mm. And he said, I've been making excuses, haven't I? And I said, you said it. Now, here's the key. Next time it happens, I want you to take a deep breath. I want you to say, excuse me, and just leave the room. Make sure you're cool. Make sure you're in control. Then come back and address the issue. He called me three days later and he said, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. I did exactly what you said and it worked. I said, wow, what a surprise. But we choose. And here's the thing, guys. We make decisions that set directions inevitably, and those directions lead to predictable destinations. Mm -hmm. So if the decision is, I'm just going to react, and I'm just going to let them know they hurt me, or I'm going to make sure they understand I'm in control here, that leads to a certain direction, and that direction will lead to a very predictable destination, and it's one you do not want with your children and your grandkids. Right, so if you wanna be the dad and the granddad that you know your children deserve and need, we're encouraging you, take some time in this season. Don't put it off. To do your own work, you can go to drbobrecord.com, is Uh, that right? Just bobrecord with two C's, Bobrecord.com, there you go. And do this father wound assessment. Begin to look at your own stuff. Get another dad alongside you. Invite him to take it too. Absolutely. You can both talk to each other. It helps to normalize. It does. You can tell war stories about wounds. True, true. And Michelle, some of us think, I could never put a grade down for my dad that was negative. Well, listen, all of us are flawed. We all make mistakes. And you're not putting your dad down in a way as to denigrate him. You're just saying, honestly, here's something that hurt me. Here's something that disappointed me. Here's something that uh, put tension in our relationship. That's what you're saying. Let the truth set you free. exactly. Right? Well, I always end every show with a go step. Okay. Practical. And I love the three by five card idea. I think that is a go 
action step that men could do and put into practice today. But I would love to take you back to the very beginning of our program where you mentioned three things that you've asked fathers at conferences everywhere. And men, write these down. Let this become your go step self-assessment right now. Kind of question to ask yourself questions. What are the three? Well, in the New Testament, you find repeatedly where God is referred to God the Father by Jesus Christ is so important in his life. And when he started his public ministry and was baptized by John the Baptist, Michelle, you'll remember that says the heavenly uh, opened up and a dove descended and the voice of God said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. In the living Bible, it says, in whom I am delighted. Yeah. Dad, take that as a guide. Every dad, every granddad ought to regularly look at your grandchildren or children and say, I love you. You are so important to me. Number two, I'm proud of you. Not for what they do, that's Uh good, but more importantly for who they are and who they're becoming. And thirdly, I love you, I'm proud of you, and whatever's important to you, I'm going to move heaven or earth to be there because they'll look up and they'll remember you being there. Guys, let me just say, in closing, I can remember to this day, like Michelle was talking about things she can remember, playing in a championship basketball game. I had the best game of my career. All the friends on my team, once the game was over and we had won, I watched leave with dads with their arms around those boys. And I watched them hug their sons and I watched them pat their sons and tell them how proud they were. And I remember walking out of that arena alone. That doesn't make my dad a bad man. Guys, he was working hard to provide. He was working hard so that I could go to college. He was doing what he thought expressed love. But for me, even now in my 60s, I needed my dad there. That's what I needed. Yeah. And that's what he didn't understand. So, man, I love you. I am so, so proud of you. And I will move heaven and earth to be at whatever is important to you. Oh, thank you, Bob, so much for opening up your story, yep. bringing your wisdom. It's been a joy to be with you here oh, today. Oh, it's an honor, Michelle. Thank, thank you for you all you so do much. and for how you help dads, especially with daughters. Yeah. What a calling. Oh, it is a calling. Yeah. Well, I'm Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, signing off today and encouraging you dads to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently dial into your daughter's hearts. Go dads. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield. To find out how you can invite Dr. Michelle for your next event, go to drmichellewatson.com and click on the speaking tab. That's drmichellewatson.com. Dr. Michelle loves bringing practical insights she gleaned over the past few decades to audiences of teenagers, young adults, men's groups, or women's forums. Once again, go to drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com for more information on the books, resources, and blogs that she has available. Remember, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And we'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review. 
Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you again on the next edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield.